Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Well, um, we are on our last message on favor, and I want to say I'm, I'm, I'm changing up a little bit this morning because um, as we've been going through this series on favor, looking at the things that really invoke God's favor in our life, I'm mindful, and, and when I say I'm mindful is I personally experienced something this week uh, that made me mindful of maybe the condition and the place where you're at as well. Have you ever been discouraged? Okay, if you're human, you've been discouraged. <laughs> Let's get that straight. For some reason, discouragement for me, I could probably count on one hand, maybe two, probably two hands, but the the level of discouragement that I felt earlier this week. And I've come to realize as a pastor, sometimes I feel things um, because it's what the congregation is feeling. And so I wanted to give you a message this morning. It does relate to favor, but it relates to favor based on sometimes we can't trust our feelings. Sometimes we just have to realize that our perspective is not God's perspective and what causes discouragement is that we are looking at the wrong things and we're perceiving things the wrong way. So earlier this week, I uh, started, I guess, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and I came in into work Monday and I was just like, I was so discouraged. I was looking at the property here and there were some weeds that... I was like, a couple weeks ago, I told the congregation I needed somebody to weed, and they're still out there. I was like, what's going on? Why didn't somebody get this on their heart to go weed? And then I was thinking about something else, and and I was just like, I was kind of having a little pity party, and and I was just, I realized I became so self-focused. And, and my perspective would became, began to, you know, we still continue to have transitions. We're getting ready to launch Pastor Kevin in the church plant, our Grace Capital Church plant in Concord. And as much as that's good and, and everything, there's a lot of change. And, and strangely enough, we've been through a lot of change. And you would think that I don't mind change, but I've come to the place where I don't like change anymore. <laughs> but guess what? God's always changing, so I better like change, Right? So I was starting to go through all of these things, and, and I just was I, I just this cloud of discouragement. The other thing that brought discouragement on me is I'm so passionate about seeing you succeed. You, the congregation, succeed in life and succeed in your marriages, succeed in your family, succeed in your relationship with God. And that's why we have these messages to help grow you and build you. But then within a matter of a couple of weeks, I'm... I'm going through these, working with these couples that that have these marriages that are just on the brink of divorce and they're just so toxic and it's just horrible. And I I was like, I can't fix this. And I just feel the weight of that responsibility. But then I just like, I was just so discouraged. And then thankfully, Monday night, Monday night, in the midst of my discouragement, I have this dream and I know it was a God dream. He gives me this vivid dream of what he has intended for us as Grace Capital Church. And all of a sudden, I woke up the next morning so encouraged. (laughs) I was like, 
How did I go to bed discouraged and I woke up encouraged? It's because I realized that my eyes started going down on the natural and my circumstance. And when God gave me a dream and he gave me his perspective on a situation and his view of what he sees for our church, it's incredible that I woke up feeling so encouraged and immediately my discouragement lifted. I want to read you a scripture. If you turn with me to your Bibles, to Haggai, Haggai chapter 1. Haggai is right, um, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. So you get to the New Testament, find Matthew and go back three books and you'll find Haggai. You know, discouragement can settle in for, for a variety of reasons. And, and it's not just a perspective. It might have the wrong expectation. You might actually be overly optimistic. And then when, when you, you don't meet the expectations to the optimism that you have, you can get discouraged. You can feel like, you know, somehow God should have pulled through for you, but he didn't. And you can get discouraged. Or sometimes you can just feel like people have let you down because you put a lot of trust in people. But God wants us to be encouraged, not discouraged. And so today we're going to unpack three keys to help us turn discouragement to encouragement. And it's taken from the word of God. Let's look at Haggai chapter one. In the second year of Darius the king... In the sixth month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai, the prophet, to Zerubbabel, the son of, these are going to be some hard names in here, but here we go, Shealtalal, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, kind of guy, the high priest, thus says the Lord of hosts. These people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. Then the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai, the prophet. Is it a time for yourself to dwell in your panel houses while the house lies in ruin? He asks. Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and harvested little. Listen to a little bit of the rebuke that he is giving. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You clothe yourself, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages does so and put them into a bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the hills and bring wood and build the house that I may take pleasure in it, that I may be glorified, says the Lord. You looked for much, and behold, it came to little. And when you brought it home, it blew away. Why? Declares the Lord of hosts, because my house that lies in ruins, while each of you busies himself with his own house. Therefore the heavens above you have withdrawn the, with, withheld the dew, and the earth has withheld its produce. And I have called for a drought on the land and the hills, on the grain, and the new wine, the oil that on what the ground brings forth, on man and beast, and on their labors. 
Okay, so let me give you some backstory. In the book of Ezra, we have uh, Ezra talks about, Ezra was a priest, and he begins to talk about and lead these people back from captivity of Babylon. The Jews were in captivity in Babylon, and Ezra, as a priest and others, leaders, would bring the people back into Israel. And Israel, at the Jerusalem at the time, was in ruins. Because when they were held off into captivity, they destroyed the city. But when they finally were released to come back to Israel, they started rebuilding the temple. The challenge of, and if we look into Ezra chapter 4, there's a text message from Pastor Peter Bonanno. All right, Pastor Peter, I'm in the middle of my message. Praying for the GCC crew today, believing for incredible grace and blessing upon the people and community you are connected to. Thank you, Pastor Peter Bonanno. If you're watching Peter Bonanno on uh, video, which I know you do, (laughs) thank you so much for that text this morning. Well, in Ezra chapter 4, verse 4, it says, And the people of the land, discouraged by the people of Judah... And made them afraid to build and bribe counselors against them to frustrate their purpose. So after they come back from captivity, they begin to realize, wait a second, the first priority needs to be to build the temple of God. Now you have to remember back in the Old Testament before the Holy Spirit came on the earth to dwell within people, God's presence rested in buildings rested other places, but, but there was this idea that, that let's build the, the house of God. Well, they got discouraged because of fear. They got discouraged because people were, were, were casting them down. And so for 16 years, they turned their focus from building the house of God to building their own houses. Interestingly enough, so you have the book Haggai, then you also have the book Zechariah. Both of those were prophets during this time, where Ezra writes, Ezra being a priest. In the book of Ezra, chapter 5, here's where we read this. It says, Now the prophets, Haggai and Zechariah, the sons of Idod, prophesied to the Jews who were in Judah and Jerusalem. I would have to say, the very first thing that helps to overcome discouragement is a fresh revelation of God's word for us. The very first thing that was important for that really stirred the hearts of the people was a fresh revelation of what God thought of something. God's perspective. And so, so here we have Haggai who begins to prophesy and saying, wait a second, You guys, you put all of your attention on your own lives when you should have been putting the attention on building God's house. And he says, you're wondering why you don't have God's favor in your life. You're wondering why it seems like you earn money and there's a hole in the bottom of the bag. You never have enough. It's because you've put your attention on the wrong things. And I found for myself, my discouragement started to take a place when I started putting my attention on the wrong things. 
You know, I was starting to feel, get a little pity party going on for me. Ah, oh, man, it's just, you know, things are just not happening quick enough, or, or I'm getting discouraged on this or that, or, and I start looking at myself and my life and what God, the, the here and now, as opposed to looking at what God was saying and pursuing that. So the very first thing that we need to have is understanding that we need to have a fresh revelation of what God thinks of things. You need to be in God's word, yes, but I would also say that God uses words of wisdom, words of knowledge, revelation from the Holy Spirit to speak to us. I feel today I'm going to give you an opportunity to, God's put on my heart that, that for some here that are discouraged that God wants me to give you a word. Now anybody, anybody can have these God-given gifts We talked about this earlier in this year, these supernatural gifts to be used by God in this way. But I feel today I'm going to take a risk because I've never done this publicly before. But I'm going to take a risk and I'm going to give a couple of you a fresh revelation of what God thinks about your situation. So number one is we've got to pursue God in such a way and actually ask what he thinks about the situation. If you're feeling discouraged about a situation, you need to turn your perspective to God, not towards yourself. See, that was the problem for the Israelites as they began to put their attention on building their houses themselves. The biggest way to to fight discouragement, I always love this. When somebody comes to me and they're just like down in in the pits, and, and I will say, so what's your ministry? Why... I'm trying to get counsel here. What are you asking me, my ministry? Because the very thing that begins to unlock a perspective is beginning to serve other people. You need to begin to serve other people and serve God and his purposes. And the best way you can do that, serve in your local church. I'm going to make the offer once again. You feeling discouraged? We have a bunch of weeds in the flower beds. It was interesting. Somebody dropped off um, 50 chairs and a bunch of round tables they borrowed from the church. And on Saturday, they dropped it off. And I was going to come down here, but then I didn't have to come down. And, and then it was like kind of a pain. Man, I got to put these chairs and tables away. And, but I came down and did that on Saturday. But as I was doing it as under the Lord, I felt his great pleasure in my life. I felt the opportunity to say, oh my word, God, why don't I do this more often? Serve you in this way. The, the, the places where nobody sees, the places that just get to be, I could just serve. You feeling discouraged? Begin to find a place to serve. Next. The other thing, if you are feeling discouraged... Oh, that is the second point. You feeling discouraged? Start working for the Lord. Start working for the Lord. So the first part is having a fresh revelation from God. And you can get this two ways. You can read the scriptures or you can actually have somebody give a revelatory word for you. Number two is start working for the Lord. You see, when, when the people started changing their perspective from building their own homes to go back to building the temple, 16 years later, they start building the temple. 
everything changed for them. God's pleasure was once again back on them. God's favor was on them again because they began to take their eyes off of themselves and put it on the things of the Lord. Number three. Number three. To overcome discouragement, persevere in the face of opposition. Persevere in the face of opposition. You see, back 16 years earlier, when they faced opposition, when they started building the temple the first time around, where they only got the foundation in, they faced opposition and they stopped. And God's plan was thwarted for 16 years until it took a prophet to reorient them back to the right thing. But what would have happened if they would have stuck with it? What would have happened 16 years earlier instead of letting people talk and let them get discouraged? Do you realize that Charles Spurgeon, great preacher who wrote so much that influenced the Christian faith in such a way, Charles Spurgeon at the age of 20 would gather these these hearers, these congregations of 5,000 people at the age of 20. And then the media and other pastors were saying, oh, he's, he's preaching heresy. He's, uh, he's obviously doing something wrong to get all these people, you know, because our church is of 100 people. They're, we have the real deal. <laughs> you know, isn't it amazing that Charles Spurgeon faced, and he wrote about the discouragement that he faced, but he persevered. He could have allowed the discouragement of people criticizing him to stop his ministry right there. But instead, he rose above it. I was talking to somebody earlier this morning and, and sharing just my own personal journey of, of, uh, of discouragement and how God wanted to, to, how he brought me out of that. And he says, you know, I've, I've walked with the Lord long enough and then I start feeling discouraged. I almost get excited about it. I said, why is that? He goes, because as I persevere, it builds something inside of me that become signposts and markers of the faithfulness of God that as I faced hard times, God was faithful to build something inside of me to catapult me to the next level. I had the privilege of, of seeing one of our, our own people pursue something that God has put in his heart this weekend at, at Concord Mar Market Days Festival. Or they call it Market Days Festival. Scott Spiewak, who uh, is a part of our church, actually is here, here this morning. Uh, raise your hand, Scott. We can, there's Scott. And this is, has nothing to do with him. has everything to do with Jesus, and he'll tell you that. But a while back, a year ago, God spoke to him um, to, to go buy a tent and to, to put this tent up into public areas where there's a lots of gatherings of people. And to have a, a prayer tent of prayer and healing. And um, so, by faith, he bought this tent. But in the meantime, every time that there was going to be an opportunity to do this, um, something came up in their lives and health issues came. And, and, and this deep discouragement could have taken in, well, so much of the distraction of it, he was never able to set up as a tent for this event. And so a couple days prior to this Concord uh, Market Days, he says, enough's enough. 
I can't allow discouragement. I can't allow distraction to keep me from what God has called me to. And so he set up the tent on Main Street, Concord. I had the privilege of, of being with him as well as Pastor Richie, as well as other people here in the congregation to go and, and pray with people. I asked him, I said, Scott, what were, the, what were the results of that perseverance? And he sent this to me in a text. He says, we prayed for over 220 people. Five salvations, six healings. One tarot card reader delivered over 50 words of knowledge given, out, given with confirmation of accuracy from the recipients. People honestly just loved it. We had about 12 people come back three times for additional prayer. What would have happened if he allowed discouragement to keep robbing him from the opportunity of pursuing what Jesus had for him? I want to tell you, church, that we will face discouragement in life, yes, but we need to press in and we need to persevere because the stakes are too high for us to settle. The stakes are too high to say, I'm giving up. I understand discouragement is real, and the weight of that discouragement can come, but we need to settle ourselves in the way of overcoming discouragement is our faith being raised up, that we need a fresh revelation of God's perspective, of his word. We need to put our hand to the work of the ministry, the things that God has called us to, and we need to persevere. We need to persevere. I know some of you are discouraged, but have hope. Take courage. Don't give up. God has some incredible things for you. God has some incredible things for you. I'm just going to share one other thing. Is I had the privilege to, to, to be minister at, in that tent on Saturday, and there was a gal who said she was blind in one eye. And... Uh, she just paused by the tent, and I'm not overly confident in just, you know, asking people out in the street, <laughs> say, can I pray for you? But I was there, and I was like, oh, God, if you want to use me, all right. And here's a girl walking by, and she pauses, and I said, hey, how you doing? And do you need prayer? She goes, yeah, actually, I do. And she had a grandmother that was sick, and so we prayed that, and then God showed something to me in her life, and, and I asked her, as we prayed that through, I says, did that ring true to you? And she says, yeah. And then we prayed for her healing for her eye, and, and I don't know the result of that, but uh, Scott told me she came back. The next day, she says, I've never felt the presence of God like I felt for a whole day. And it wasn't because of me. It was just because Jesus who lives within me, the Holy Spirit who lives within me, so loves her. And he wants her to know how valuable she is to him. 
But you know, that encounter would have never happened unless somebody didn't allow the discouragement of their own life circumstance to get in the way. Imagine what you can do. Imagine what God is calling you to. Besides weeding the flower beds of the church. I'm going to like, until those flower beds get weeded, I'm just going to milk this thing. (laughs) So, I'm going to take my risk right now. Um... Just raise your hand. Do you have a black cat? Does somebody here have a black cat? Raise your hand. A black cat. Okay. There's, uh, that's good. Raise your hand again. A couple, a couple of people have a black cat. All right, I'm going to take another, another risk because I don't know if this is true or not. Um, but um, does, does any of these black cats, are they named Sam or Samantha at all? Raise your hand if that's true. Anybody in the house that's named Sam or Samantha um, to that? Okay, that's, that's right. That's you. You're Samantha. Um, all right, so that's what the Lord showed me. So I got, I got to pray for you, okay? So what I'm going to do is, is just start praying. And the way that God speaks to me is um, he shows pictures in my mind, and I just pray that out. And so the idea here is that you get encouraged. So Father, I thank you so much for Samantha. Father, she's a young lady who has struggled with an identity. And God, because of that, she has struggled with her identity with you, Lord. And God, she's had had moments where she has experienced your deep love, but then there, there are long moments where she feels dry and almost isolated or almost abandoned. And Samantha, God, I just want to let you know that he's so close to you. He so loves you. He's saying that you just need to have your identity rooted in him and everything will be okay. You've tried to figure a lot of things out. You're a smart girl and, and you know you're smart and, uh, and you've tried to figure out a lot of things on your own, but God is saying, would you, would you stop trying to figure everything out and just trust me? Trust me. Samantha, guys, God's always showing me that you, you've had some dreams that you thought were never possible. And he's saying that you need to rekindle those dreams again and believe, start hoping again and trusting in those things that God's planted deep in your heart. Samantha, do you have a birthday coming up? In November? Okay. I just felt like God was just saying that that's a time frame of which um, you're going to start seeing some very significant things, positive things take place in your life. Start preparing and getting yourself ready for expectation of what God is going to be doing in that November time frame. 
Lord, I thank you for Samantha. I pray that she feels her, your love and encouragement. In Jesus' name, amen. Did that minister to you? Okay. Anything in particular? Okay. That idea about dreams that you've kind of put on the shelf that spoke to you? Well, I don't have I don't have any other dogs or cats to name out here, but but I I would like to say if there's somebody else that who just has incredible discouragement. I mean, if you just feel that weight of discouragement on you, it might be a couple of you. I, I want to pray for you. Just slip up your hand. If you just have a weight, you just know that this is okay. There. There. There, there, there. Well, actually, you know what we're going to have to do with so many of them? We're going to have to, um, we're going to have to allow some ministry time. But let me just, let me just take a moment and just, can you slip up your hands again? Just, I just want to see if God's speaking specifically. All right, and by the way, if I don't, if I don't call your name, it doesn't mean that God doesn't care for you or love you. God knows your situation, but I'm just trying to respond to what the Holy Spirit is doing right now. Okay, you can put your hands down. So what I'm going to do in this situation is I'm just going to pray, and um, and I'm going to I'm going to ask who that prayer was for because I don't know who it's for right now, but you'll know at the end of when I pray for this that. God will have spoken to you, and it might be a couple of you, but you'll know very specifically. And he's going to minister to all of you, by the way, that put your hands up. So he's going to minister to you in some way, but, but what I'm going to pray, it's going to be very, very specific to you. Father, I thank you for this opportunity, this privilege to be used by you. God, it's not me, it's your spirit inside, your spirit inside of me, Father, that is, that is showing your deep love for your people. So, Father, for those hands that were raised that had just great, uh, that just faced great discouragement, Father, I just pray that you, you would minister to them right now. That they would have this deep, deep sense of your love and acceptance for them. There's one of you or a couple of you that have really struggled to find peace. That it seems like peace has been avoiding you and you're just in turmoil all the time. God is saying you can stop. Let me be your peace. You feel like you have to find the answer. You feel like you have to produce this thing, whatever this thing is. One of the things is a job. 
whether you're currently in a job or you're seeking a job, there's something that you're pressing through, but it's, you're trying to make it happen. You're trying to make it happen. And God is just saying, stop, let me be your peace and let me make it happen. For all of us, God, we're just reminded that when we try to do things on our own, we are going to, our own strength isn't good enough. That, that we need your strength. So let us posture ourselves once again back into your word, back into the places that rise our eyes to you, Lord Jesus. Prayer, quiet time serving you. The other one is, and I hesitate saying this because I know this situation of somebody who raised their hand, so it's, this is in the natural, I would know this, but God just reminded me of this. I just want to be transparent with you. But that might apply to more than one is, is that there is a relationship that has been broken, that is strained. God is wanting to say it's would you allow me to repair it Father I pray right now that your your presence would come and rest heavily upon us that your deep love for us would be so evident here this morning that this is not any kind of show this is not any kind of attention for anybody except for you Jesus that you get all the glory Jesus that we take from your word how to overcome discouragement and how to come back into this place where we feel your pleasure in our life Father it's you haven't changed, but our perspective needs to change. Your good Father, that you love us and you have great things in store for us. Amen. So I'm just going to ask who that specifically was for. It, mainly that you just, you cannot, there's no peace in your life. If that was you, just raise your hand. One there, one there, okay broken relationship anyone else broken relationship here okay how about the job that one there okay and that one there so God knows the reason why he does this is because he wants you to understand that he's in the details of your life he loves you and he wants good things for you he doesn't want you to be discouraged. He doesn't want you to, to walk around with a lack of peace. He wants you to trust him. He wants to love you and provide good things for you. He wants to bring favor in your life. But many times it's just a change of perspective that we, for me, my discouragement changed when God gave me a dream and changed my perspective that I no longer was seeing what's here and now, but I could begin to see what God had for us. 
be encouraged. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Father, as we close off the service today and we sing this song, we know it is well with our soul. Because you, who gives us peace like a river, renews us day in, day out. And as Audra already shared this morning, that we have today, let's seize the moment today. We have the day today to not wait, to not allow discouragement to stop us from what we're called to, to not allow discouragement and people naysayers to hold us back from our dreams, to not allow our current circumstances to define our reality. Jesus, you are, you're so good. Jesus, you're so good. Father in heaven, you're so good. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's sing this together. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 